Welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast with Tim Seavers and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us for this week's uh, podcast in which we're going to be discussing our uh, sermon, upcoming sermon from the book of John, the Gospel of John, and uh, other, other, exciting, uh, other exciting topics like Advent. Uh, so Pastor Corey, good to be back with you. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. I'm up here at uh, Ross Point, as I was sharing in our previous podcast. So living here for uh, the time being uh, until I get a negative COVID-19 test result. Uh, but uh, hey, we have a Thanksgiving service coming up Wednesday, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So that's Wednesday. What's the date on that, Tim? Wednesday, November 25th. 25th. And the time on that? is 6.30. 6.30, so Wednesday, November 25th, 6.30 p.m. at the church building. Uh, you can drive in, you can uh, come out of your car, but we're looking at social distance and, and please wear masks. Please stay in the family groups you came in. Um, if it rains, we're going to do it, so bring your umbrella and galoshes or whatever you call them, rain boots. Uh, but if it snows, we're going to do it. If it it's windy. We're going to do it. Right. So uh, it'll be on the radio. Uh, so you can listen from home if you're nearby or in your car. Um, it'll. I, I don't know if it'll be online, but it's going to be in person for it sure. The, the online will depend on the weather, I think, because of, of technology. That's um, kind of funny. We're, we're going to do it in person no matter what the weather is. Right. Because we're hardy folks, but the online is not so hardy. It doesn't like to get rained on. So um, so we can't guarantee you online. So the best way, if you want to be part of our awesome Thanksgiving service, where we um, where we express gratitude to God and, and share, just sharing the, the, the blessings that we have, uh, is to come to the church building. Stay in your car if you want to. Uh, get out of your car if you like. It'll be amplified. Uh, so you should be able to hear it one way or the other. Uh, that's Wednesday, November 25th, 6.30. And we need gratitude always, but maybe now more than ever. Uh, Amen. So gratitude lights our way is our theme. Uh, yeah. Next thing is that the Sunday following Thanksgiving, November 29th, is our first Sunday of Advent. Advent is the, the, the start of the Christian year. It's a season of reflection. Uh, it used to be a season of repentance. It's not just a season of preparing for Christmas. Uh, it's supposed to be that. It's a season of looking, watching, waiting for the return of the Messiah, kind of re-anchoring our life in this, this expectancy that Christ is coming again. He came the first time and he promised to come again. And looking at our life and say, what in my life is not looking towards the Messiah? Mm. And, and part of that is having more of his light in our life so we can see better, right? So we can spiritually see better, see more clearly, allow God's light in our life to, to shine so we can see see how he wants to come into our life. And so one of the things we're going to offer folks is their own Advent candle set. You can turn it into a wreath, uh, but we're going to offer you the candles and some wood uh, to place the candles in. And, and how it works is there's four Sundays of Advent and then there's Christmas, right? So uh you, you mark off the weeks of Advent, and on Christmas Eve, you can light the fifth candle, the Christ candle. Uh, and 
increase that light as we get closer to Christmas, remembering the first advent, the first coming of Christ into the world as we await and look for the the return of Christ into the world. And so um, we usually have an advent wreath, and we will at the church building. You'll see it in our online recordings, but you at your home get to have your own advent candle set. You can turn it into a wreath. You can make it more, I don't know, Tim, Art Deco, modern. Sure. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. To have candles, to have lights, and have five of them, right? Yes. And have certain colors that we'll talk about. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about that. Again, it'll be available at the at the Thanksgiving service, at least the materials, and then you put it together. You you put it where you want it in your house, and you light it. Uh, and follow the weeks as they go. You'll get instructions and resources and stuff too with it. So right. anything else we want to say about that? I don't think so. I hope I, I hope people take advantage right. of it. It's going to be cool. It's going to be a way we can do something together even while we're apart. And I, I like those things, those uh, traditions or activities that tie us together across space and time. Uh, um, I think that's important. And this is one way we can do that. Cool. And you and Tracy are going to make a fun how-to video is the rumor on the street. That's the rumor. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we don't catch anything on fire. <laughs> oh, are you going to have fire? Well, you know, there's candles, so you never know. about gasoline? So. Oh, no gasoline. We'll leave that out. Are you going to invite Asher? Uh, we'll think about it. Uh, okay. <laughs> he loves lighting candles and you know um part of what he does on sunday morning at our house is light our candles for worship that we have in the space uh where we gather around the tv uh to sing and listen to the word and uh so he is learning how to safely operate uh lighters and things like that to do do that activity that's good that's good and i'm glad you involve uh your kid in that or one of your kids. I think it's cool to find ways um, to involve our children in our in our home worship. So good example, Tim. Uh, other announcements for folks out there? We already talked about Thanksgiving service. Looking forward to that. Uh, Advent just around the corner. We're going to have some Advent activities. We're figuring out with the new restrictions. Uh, and we were already kind of planning some creative ways to celebrate Advent and Christmas that are safe and healthy. So just keep your ears open for things that will be rolling out. Yeah. Um, other announcement, I guess, would be that we have our quarterly congregational meeting coming up. That's right. Uh, we should mention that at least briefly on the 29th, uh, Sunday, the 29th of November at 5 p.m. We'll be doing that on Zoom which means you can connect online or by phone audio. Um, but it's an important meeting where we talk about um, uh, updates for the quarter. The board will be presenting the budget for the new year to the congregation so they can see that. And we'll also be um, discussing uh, new, uh, new uh, members of the leader, church leadership team or the executive board, excuse me. So, uh, we sent out some information to everybody this week by mail about how to call into that uh, meeting. And then um, 
next week we'll be sending out in the weekly email and the day of you'll get a special email with the the link to join the um the internet portion if you want to do it that way cool november 29th 5 p.m there you have it all right something yet another thing we never thought we'd be doing this year an online business meeting you know another one <laughs> another one i was gonna say we've done more than one yeah, yeah another so, one uh, uh that just leaves our text for the week i think huh yeah yeah so we're still in the gospel of john series um, we're gonna be there a while tim except we're taking a break for advent which is right. gonna be fun but uh but we got one more Sunday here before Advent in the Gospel of John. Uh, and then Advent, and then we'll get back to it just with the start of the new year. Um, but would you like to read today, verses 1 through 15 of John 3? You got your Bible out there? Yeah. Bible out? I, yeah, I have it here. I'd be happy to read it. So here we go, John 3, verses 1 through 15, and this is in the English Standard Version otherwise known as the ESV. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, truly, truly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered him, are you the teacher of Israel and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. And that's the end of our reading. Cool. Thanks, Tim. Hey, during part of it, I lost you. So, it, it was, and then you like sped up, and so I, I don't know if that happened to other people or if it was just my North Idaho internet. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I lost like a couple of verses, verse three and four ish. Well, but the uh, recording works out okay. Uh, yeah, but if it, you know, people, it, it, you you got your own Bibles, and if you were doing what I was doing, you could follow along just fine. Uh, so. John 3, 1 through 15, Nicodemus and Jesus, or, or what's uh, famously been called the Nick at Night passage, right? Uh, Nick, Nicodemus is uh, coming to Jesus at night. Um, he is a, a bigwig, right, Tim? Would you call him a bigwig? Yeah, yeah. you know, a, a, a notable teacher. Yeah. Notable teacher. That's, that's a bigwig. 
yeah. is uh, he is a I mean an important part of an important group of people. The uh, the ru uh, ruler of the Jews probably means he's part of the Sanhedrin or or one of seventy top religious leaders slash scholars, uh, and he's a Pharisee, a strict religious group within Judaism. Uh, they were you know, seeking to be righteous. They're taking the scriptures very seriously, uh, but they had what we would call a, a works righteousness understanding that to be right with God, you had to do the right works. You had to know the law and do the law. And knowing the law or knowing the scriptures isn't bad, of course. Doing the, the scriptures and living them out isn't bad. But thinking that knowing them and doing them is what makes you right with God, that that is a, a disagreement that is really underlying this uh, encounter that Nicodemus has with Jesus. Uh, and Jesus knows that that's, what Nicodemus thinks, right? He knows that's what the Pharisees think, is that that you get good with God by being morally right. And uh, and so Jesus goes right at it, even though Nicodemus compliments him, uh, even though Nicodemus is a uh, religious ruler, uh, Jesus goes right at it and says, you know what? If you want to be part of the kingdom of God, you got to be born again. you got to have a, a birth that can only come about by the Spirit. Uh, and this, the Spirit does that, not you on your own. I mean, that, I'm paraphrasing Jesus's argument, but uh, he really comes at Nicodemus's um, understanding of his faith and his how you relate to God. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. So, what, what do you, when you read this, what do you take as the what are they jousting about here? What's what's going on? What do you think Nicodemus was trying to get out of it when he went there? I mean, if we're trying to read his thoughts. Uh, well, um, he was probably hoping that Jesus would affirm his uh, his understanding because he thought he was actually practicing actually practicing it, and maybe he could stand righteously before. Uh, you know, the others in his community and, and, and before God. Um, but Jesus, of course, doesn't, he doesn't really, he doesn't do that. Um, and he offers this, you know, this uh, interesting discussion about being born again, which in our under, in, in a human understanding doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to Nicodemus. What does that mean to be born again? Um, and, and so, uh, Jesus kind of leads him down this path, trying to explain exactly, uh, ex exactly how he can uh, see and be a part of the kingdom of God. Um, and it's not just the way that uh, Nicodemus, uh, it's more than what Nicodemus was expecting and, and, and not something uh, he can achieve on his own, uh, which is interesting. Um, for example, you and I didn't achieve our own births. No. I mean, we don't want to get too much in the details of how it happened, but I know you weren't responsible for yours and I wasn't responsible for mine. Uh, maybe our moms are listening. They were in large part responsible. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're not responsible for our physical birth. And Jesus is saying, you can't, you can't make your new birth happen. And yeah, I, I, 
I think Nicodemus, I don't think he's done. No. I think, I think he disagrees with Jesus. I think you're right. And he was probably, he wanted to see if this guy's on the same team. You know, he's curious, he's seeking him, he's complimentary, but, but then he doesn't really like what Jesus says about being born anew or born from above or born again. He comes back and says, you know, we can't really do that. We can't just start all over. We can't go back into our mother's womb. I, I don't think he's making a statement of ignorance there, but he is making a statement of, I don't think that's how it works and I don't get your way. It just, uh, you can't go back into the womb. You can't restart. You gotta, you gotta, you can't do that. But Jesus comes strong against him and says, no, <laughs> you have to be born of the spirit. Uh, you, you have to, uh, you have to, that's the only way. Um, I, I, I love this dialogue. It, uh, we're going to see, uh, Jesus dialogue with, uh, different folks throughout the gospel of John. And this is really our first big one. I mean, he talked with the, uh, disciples a little bit, right? We see him have a short dialogue with his mother, but this is the, really the first, I guess you could say teaching of Jesus in the gospel of John. And, um, so we're really, uh, if you're new to Jesus or new to John, this would be your first like, oh, I'm really getting to hear from him. And it's not like the easiest thing to understand. It's not like here's step one, two, three. It's like, OK, I'm going to talk about the kingdom of God. You got to be born again. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. It, Jesus is awesome, but he's he kind of confounds us, doesn't he? Um yeah. Well, I think that, um, well, and that's emblematic of Jesus's ministry is that the kingdom of God is not like what we expect any kingdom to be like. And it's always, it's, it's, it's always confounding to us. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. How can the last be first and the first or last? And, 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 and it goes on and on throughout his ministry. And yet that's what Jesus calls us to. And he calls us here to be born again yeah, maybe it doesn't meet our human understanding, um, but if we can can follow along with Jesus through the rest of the through the rest of the gospel, and as we follow along with the apostles and their writings uh, that are provided for us in the scriptures, we start to gain an understanding of what that what Jesus is really talking about um, over time. Maybe you don't understand it today, right now, in this minute, but. Um, as you keep coming back to the scripture and you keep praying and asking for God to lead you to understanding, he does. Um, and so don't run away just, just, just because it's a little strange and maybe seems a little upside down to you. Um, it, it does make sense if you allow God to, to speak to your heart and you open your heart to new possibilities. So. It's a process, right? I mean, Nicodemus, uh, we see, is in a process. I, I would encourage you again, read through the Gospel of John, and you'll see Nicodemus pop up a couple more times, and you'll see that God is working a process in, in his life. The Spirit is blowing, so to speak. The wind of God's Spirit is blowing into Nicodemus's life. And this is just the first encounter that we see. But we'll see Nicodemus again, and we'll see him near the end of the story, and God isn't done with him yet. So, um, you know, we... We don't learn everything at once. 
uh, we, we go through phases that God changes and challenges us. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to, to preach this message. Uh, and, you know, I, I would encourage you folks who are listening, uh, come check out the worship service online on our YouTube channel, Palouse Church. Uh, just search for Palouse Church on YouTube uh, or it's youtube.com slash Palouse Church if you want to go straight to it, uh, our Facebook channel. Um, but uh, also invite someone. This is a this is a good sermon to um, share with someone who might be seeking after Jesus, like Nicodemus was seeking as a spiritual seeker. Uh, tell him, hey, I'm my sermon this week's about a spiritual seeker, so you might be interested in it. You know, and send the link. What's the worst thing they can do? I guess they could block you from Facebook or something. I don't know, but uh, why not invite someone or or share? share uh, the worship service or the message this week uh, and also this is a good time of year to invite people uh to to experience uh christ we're coming up on advent and it's a it's a difficult time for many right now people aren't getting to visit with family and, and friends uh it, it might be somebody who is part of the church and feels a bit disconnected you can invite them to watch with you or something, you know, do a Zoom party or a watch party online. Or it might be somebody that's new to the faith, uh, you know, and you can send a link to them. Um, so really consider how can you share uh, the light of God's word uh, in this time. Um, I'd encourage us each to to pray about that, think about that. Maybe there's maybe it's just one person, but uh, who could you share uh, share with this week? Yeah. Any closing thoughts, Tim? Um, I don't. I really like the ending of this section, uh, which maybe seems a little strange to people about the yeah. sermon and and life. But this idea that uh, as we look to Christ uh, or the the Son of uh, the Son of Man, uh, who we know is is Jesus, that that's where we find life. So if you're out there and and you're looking for life, look to Jesus. Um, and then the next section is going to get into that a little bit more, uh, but we have to wait for that till the new year. Yeah. Kind of like you're leaving us on like a cliffhanger here, but it's a good one. It's like, there's this good thing that's coming. Um, yeah. So I love that. Love that, uh, ending and the tie to the old Testament and the story of Moses. And yeah, and, well, let's, let's talk about that for a bit because it can be confounding again, this story of serpents that um god sent to the israelites after they complained about about the miraculous food that god was providing them with they were complaining about the manna in the desert and so the scripture said i think it's, it's numbers 21 the story you can go read it. it's fairly brief god sent fiery serpents or poisonous serpents to uh to mess with the israelites and they were to, to be saved from the poison of these serpents what god did is he had moses fashion of a bronze snake and and lifted on a pole and the story goes if they wanted to be rescued they had to look up to the snake that was lifted up uh, and then they would be healed and so they had to trust god who said that and it, it's confounding it's strange why should that make me new or heal me or give me life back uh, but god's saying hey you got to look upon your the consequence of your rebellion um, they had rebelled against God, they had complained, and that had led to their death. And we believe the consequences of sin are, uh, are, are death. Right. 
And and so the consequence also of our sin is the Son of Man being lifted up on the cross. And we might look up and, and, and say, well, how does that how does that save me? You know, God coming down from heaven and going to a cross. Uh, but God says that that is what you need to be saved. You need to look upon that. You need to look upon the consequence of your brokenness, your poison in the world. And if you if you believe that he's your remedy, you will be saved. You'll have new life. He'll draw the venom of sin, the poison of sin, the death of it out of us. Um, and so it's really good news, but there's no way Nicodemus could have understood that. <laughs> I mean, he knew the Old Testament story, probably. It's an obscure, small story in the Old Testament among many, many other stories. But there's no way that he could have known what it meant at that time. Uh, later on, when the Gospel of John is written, Nicodemus probably understood that, right? But Sure, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? So. What's that? Hindsight's 2020. Uh, 2020. Uh, yeah, it's just, but Jesus, I said this in the last sermon, Jesus gets us ready th for things that we don't understand yet. Hmm. So he might be confounding you now, telling you things you don't understand, but because he's really, really good at what he does. And he's putting pieces in your life, giving you bits of wisdom and and truth that one day will come together and be exactly what you need. So there may be things in your life you don't understand now, but trusting God and walking with him through it, uh, he'll, he'll bring it all together. As Paul says, he'll work all things together for the good of those who trust in him, right? So, Amen, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, sounds like we'll have a, a good... There's a lot to talk about in this sermon. A lot of good stuff. So uh, we'll see how it is. Pray for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna go record it in the woods. I think soon. <laughs> okay. Well. Well. Good luck with that, and we'll pray for you. <laughs> I'm serious. I I, I believe you. Uh, Tune in Sunday and see if I record it in the woods here. That's oh, that's a good teaser. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's see if he actually pulls it off. So. Cool. Well, uh, do you have anything else you want to say before we close things out? No? Oh, Great. Sure. Well, thank you all for listening and watching. It's been our pleasure to be with you. This has been Tim Sievers and Pastor Corey coming to you from our studios, uh, mine in the rolling hills of Palouse, Washington. Pastor Corey is a remote studio there in beautiful northern Idaho. And uh, we hope you have a blessed week. Thanks for listening and watching.